HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Heritage Foods USA, the nation's largest distributor of heritage breed pigs and turkeys. For more information, visit heritagefoodsusa.com. On behalf of our family of hosts, staff, and the millions of listeners who have tuned in since 2009, we want to wish you happy holidays and ask for your support as we launch our daily in-house news coverage. Please consider making us a part of your end-of-year giving in 2013. Your membership donation is tax-deductible and the best way to show you believe in our work and the importance of a free, food-focused media resource. Consider donating today at heritageradionetwork.org by clicking the Donate button. Thanks for your support and enjoy the show. Good morning. You're listening to In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Joe Campanelli. Uh, And before we get started, I do want to uh, make a little note that this upcoming Monday at La Picho Restaurant, we're going to be doing a little happy hour uh, from 5.30 to 7.30. And uh, so all of the drinks will be at reduced prices and a portion of the proceeds will go to the Heritage Radio Station. So um, hope to see you there. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. and now, without further ado, uh, I am extremely excited today. Um, someone uh, on the show who I met over the summer for the first time, even though uh, he's uh, long been regarded as uh, a restaurateur to look up to in the industry, uh, uh, Mr. Florent Morlet, uh, form- the owner of uh, the former Florent restaurant and the uh, newly minted Bushwick resident. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me here, Joe. Uh, I, actually, I like defunct Florent. Defunct the, Florent. <laughs> <laughs> the life Florent. And, and we talk about the defunct. Yeah. Yeah. You said that uh, before, and I, di- I didn't know it. Uh, and I will, ref- from now on, refer to it as the defunct Florent. Yeah, if, if people give you aggravation, you just say, no, that's the way Florent said it. <laughs> and so when I met you over the summer, um, we were here at Roberta's uh, for a, a Hawaiian barbecue uh, fundraiser for, for Heritage Radio. And um, I think this was about a month after you discovered Bushwick yes. for yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I was ready uh, six months ago to leave Manhattan. <clears throat> um, 
not really knowing where I was going. And uh, I had put uh, most of my things on uh, industrial shelves with wheels around my uh, loft in New York. So just getting ready for the move. And a friend of mine took me uh, around July 10th this year. He took me to Bossa Nova. And uh, my niece and my nephew were with me. They came here for my 60th birthday. And, and finally, uh, I found music that I could dance to. I mean, it's been feeling like a decade or two that the techno, the music, the house music that we played in clubs was not, you know, enticing for me to dance for too long. And I, I kept coming back to Bossa Nova. When uh, I saw you, I... I, I couldn't stop dancing. It was the pure joy. I, it was the the happiest. I was like, you're a man who was who had, had like discovered the greatest thing ever. Yeah, but for me, it's it, it's the New York that I love. It's uh, in, in the, first the music, and, and second, you know, I, I kept going all, at night, walking and bicycling around Bushwick. And when I say it's the New York that I like, it's it's funky. It's uh, a mix of residential and uh, commercial. And and one of the important thing, it's you know, a lot of the housing stock is ugly, uh, and um, I you know I don't think. It, when it becomes, uh, you know, more people come and and it becomes uh, the G word, uh, gentrified, as people say. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know, uh, peop, you know uh, people are not going to want to make it into a historic district. And and the fact, you know, I mean, there is really some uh, honky tonk, uh, tacky building, you know, with uh, with uh, <coughs> little statuettes uh, with lions and. Uh, all kind of things like that, and uh, I think you know, uh, yes, gay couples with children, uh, like b- kind of more bourgeois than I, than I am, and straight ones, they're not going to really like a blog that has you know such a cacophony. But for me, it's America. This is you know the America that I've always loved. Uh, uh, from the first trip, uh, my parents took me and my older brothers in 1967. I took a road trip from coast to coast, and um, they got you in the car, and you drove. Yeah, in the car. Yes, wow. yes. I mean, it's, what I love about America is uh, vulgarity is uh, an accept, uh, accepted form of expression. Uh, in France, it's the opposite. Uh, being uh, uh, vulgarity and, and also uh, a bad taste. Uh, but New York, uh, there's my generation and and. Especially, there's an obsession with uh, good taste and uh, landmark preservation. Well, what what role do you think vulgarity has in the restaurant industry? As someone who worked in it for such a uh, a long time, <laughs> how can you, you know, drag queens, for example, <laughs> myself? Uh, what, uh, when I look at pictures, uh, it's it's vulgarity, and also it's being ridiculous. You know, there's a French expression that says, le ridicule ne tue pas, and, uh, which means uh, if you're going to be ridiculous, it's not going to kill you. you know? And only the French has that expression p- just to remind themselves that if they're a tiny bit ridiculous, they're not going to drop dead like uh, in the middle of the street. Uh, and so vulgarity, ridiculous, I mean, ridiculous is, is very similar. And uh, my... My parents, you know, accept uh, very tolerant and accept me being gay at fifteen. But uh, 
being effeminate has been difficult for, for them because it has a tendency to be uh, ridiculous and to be uh, not classy. And, and when they see me, see pictures of me uh, in drag, and one time they were here for uh, Halloween, and they could not see, recognize me uh, when they walked in. And, and it made them, it was so hard for them, uh, even though so they really thought, you know, the courage of, of me uh, being in drag was, uh, you know, something very, uh, very great. Uh, it, it, beyond them, I, and I can say myself, you know, I look at certain pictures in drag, I say, oh my God, you know, this yeah. is <laughs> so, I'm so ugly, uh, whatever uh, uh, that is. Uh, but uh, people loved it. Uh, it was part of the show, the restaurant, you know, it was my job uh, description since um, I had people doing most of the tedious work. It was a show up. Yeah. Uh, taste the food, you know, be nice to the customers, and do drag on the high holidays. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm positive that if I were to dress up in drag, it would be the most uh, ridiculous and, oh, no, and no, vulgar no. thing no, no, that no, no, you've no, ever no. seen. No, no, no. You're young and cute. Okay, you, you'll do a very pretty drag. No, me. I mean, I did my ultranet, you know, way past the age that she was chopped down. You know, I mean, I, I did drag in my 50s. <laughs> And and the guests uh, and the guests love that. Well, but maybe what about in a uh, uh, a restaurant that it, it doesn't have the same kind of personality that that Florent had? It does does vulgarity and ridiculous ridiculousness have a place in uh, just a, a a very good restaurant that that maybe doesn't have the the level of personality that, that I mean, my, my restaurant didn't have that much personality. It, it, you know, remember it was a diner. Yeah, we didn't change much of it. It's a you, you, but we decorated it for for the high holidays, for you know Bastille Day, Halloween, New Year's, election night. I mean, we always had a theme. I mean, that's what people don't realize. You, you know, how much work it was to think of a, a theme for uh, Halloween, New Year's, Bastille Day, the election nights, uh, Wigstock. So there was at least four theme a year, twenty three years, mm-hmm. uh, so that. 80, that's 90 themes, themes we, you know, especially me, I, I had to find 90 themes. Sounds exhausting. Yeah, you have, you have to close <laughs> one day because you're running out of themes. Wow. Wow. And so you came, you came to Bossa Nova and you decided in a very short time that Bushwick is your place based, it seems, uh, well, I, that yeah, seems ridiculous. As I was going there, you know, I would walk all night long. Okay. Because I love the night. Uh, I don't have a job, so you know, it's great. Uh, and then what was, it was extraordinary, it's so it's incredibly safe. Uh, people are pleasant, they say hello, they, and uh, it it, it's also very, very close by mass tra- transit uh, to where I was living. It's only 10 minutes in mm-hmm. the subway. And also I came during the day. And serendipitously, I kept meeting wonderful people. And barely a month on August 8th, um, uh, my friend Christine Queen, uh, there was an, uh, a house event in the building where I live now uh, for Christine Queen. And... On, on the team uh, of Christine, they told me, oh, why don't you go to the house event, you know, since you want to move to Bushwick? And boom, um, 
I love this building. It's, it's called Castle Braid. It's a big, bad building. It's, uh, my friends to my left think it's the beginning of the end. Uh, but there's always a, a beginning of the end. Uh, it's, it's, it's called you know, <laughs> a city that's, uh, uh, that's moving, that's growing. And, instead yeah, that's, of, the, that's the old saying about New York, that it's, you know, it's going to be a really nice place to live once they finish building it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's a fun building. Uh, there's 120 apartments. Uh, this boat, and a lot of them, uh, the bigger ones, are uh, people are, are roommates. And uh, it's it's high, and it's on the top of the hill. So it's five story high, and there's a rooftop. There's a, a dog dog run on the rooftop, and lots of whimsical art because there's an artist in residence, and the average age is. 30 and like 350 people. It's fun. You, you smell grass at 3 a.m. in the corridor and at 2 oh, p.m. Wow. too. You know, it's, it's like not just. Uh, and, and this is a new construction? Or yes, is it, it opened four, four and a half years ago. And it's, the building is very whimsical. It's, very, it's just rentals. And I moved, uh, I slept, um, um, I moved in on September 4th. Yes. And uh, Is it uh, grotesque at all? No, no. no. Oh, so no, isn't, this, very... isn't this emblematic of the G word a little bit? But, you know, it's called... Uh, it's, you, know, you, you either have a city that goes, keeps on going down like we did mm-hmm. in the 70s and becomes like Detroit, or it's stabilized and it's more like uh, Philadelphia. It's not good. It's actually Philadelphia. It's kind of some parts are still going down, or it's it's a city that keeps on growing. Um, I mean, we we had lost a, over a million people. We we gained the a, 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 a million back plus two or three thousand and uh, two or three hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it was terrible when we lost a million people when mm-hmm. uh, two thousand four hundred people were killed every year. And uh, now we, we're repairing the subways, and the city's growing. And, and uh, it's always been uh, the young and, you know, the bohemian life, you know, keeps moving to new to, to areas that, that have to be discovered. It's, it should not be frozen. We should be careful. Um, you know, the... When when the Italian came here, uh, the German came here, there was other people before, and then Italian, and then the Hispanics, and, uh, and some people say, oh, we have got to keep the neighborhoods the way they are, but cities are much big, you know, they're, they're big organic features, and, um, it, and there are forces that are beyond us at the moment, you know, the forces are that people want to live in the cities, they're Mega forces, and and there it is so much better than the opposite. When people wanted to live in the suburbs, and that was, that that was what was bad. What is happening now is quite exciting. It's very exciting. All right, and on on that note, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with more of uh, Florent Morley on in the drink.
The following is an actor reading an actual customer email from Heritage Foods USA. My family and I enjoyed the Heritage Turkey. It was far superior to the regular mass-produced turkeys in terms of flavor and texture. Absolutely delicious and worth the difference in price. We will never go back to the regular turkeys. It made our holidays more enjoyable. Thank you, Heritage Foods USA. Heritage Foods USA hopes you had a great holiday season. For more specials on pork, beef, and other meats, visit www.heritagefoodsusa.com. the author but it's called population inversion <laughs> and we're back on in the drink on heritage radio network.org um your host joe campanelli here with florent morley um uh you know w- before we took our break we were talking a little bit about how cities are, are constantly uh changing and, and moving um you know a lot of uh, folks give you credit as being one of the instigators to the the changes that went on in the the meatpacking district, and and say and uh, and maybe even have some some uh, hope or uh, some idea that maybe you might make a big impact in your new residence. Do you feel a lot of pressure uh, uh, for this? Do people ask you about this all the time? Well. We, you know, we as a society uh, love to pinpoint on one on one person or whatever uh, changes. Uh, but if I hadn't moved, or if, if I had died uh, from the measles at age five, uh, I don't think things that would have been very much different in the meat market, meat packing district. Uh, it's it, it's easy for people to to say. Uh, I was a pioneer, and I was critical in what happened there. I, I don't think it would have made much difference if I had uh, opened a restaurant in a different part. It would have happened. Um, the thing that I can say that uh, I help channel uh, is, and I said a little earlier uh, that there's too much obsession with landmarking, but I, I was... I'm, as usual, we're always part of the problem and the solution. Uh, I was involved in landmarking very deeply, uh, in landmarking the meat packing district. And I think on that, uh, we were able, uh, with my co-chair, Joe Hamilton, to, to get that done in an incredibly fast time, uh, in three years from the moment we started uh, the landmarking process. And also, we stopped... Uh, dead in its track, a, a residential conversion right in that uh, M15 zone. Uh, and also we kick-started one of the first uh, pedestrian uh, project right there. So uh, 
I can yeah, yeah, I could say in, in channeling some some uh, projects that were uh, that had an impact on that on um, that you know the meatpacking district is now uh, uh, still a commercial uh, <clears throat> a, a nine block area where there's clubs and bars which a lot of people hate. <laughs> uh, Joe and I for because uh, you seem to get some some kind of joy out of well, out of that. <laughs> People well, hate you for this. You know, it's, it's, somebody said that I don't know who, but you know, you, you 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 really know if you're doing something right. If at least one person hates you for it. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's one of the problems about zoning. You know, you you either zone. You have a choice. Either it's commercial manufacturing or it's residential. Uh, so you end up like in the meatpacking district. Like, puff, you got like clubs, bars, restaurant, club, bars, restaurant, and then the next block you have Horatio Street, residential, 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 and <clears throat> it's it's not. We we should look, uh, and I think the greater area of Bushwick. It would be uh, a great place uh, with a, a big zoning uh, project to have uh, some other zoning area. Right, because here in Bushwick now, it's not just residential commercial, but there's also industrial zoned areas. Oh, no, yeah, industrial, yes. <clears throat> so instead of having either or, we could have, okay, somewhere where it's all commercial, and then it could be okay. This is this is commercial, and it can be residential. But uh, the noise level at three a.m. is uh, you know a maximum of you know ninety ninety decibel. Okay, and then another you know half zone where at three it, it, you know you can live there, but the decibel at three a.m. is like seventy-five. So you maybe create a, a couple of. Commercial residential in between, commercial yeah. where there could be residential, but it, you know they have to, uh, you know, we, there is like a, a much higher threshold of decibel, uh, so that if young people uh, who, because we already had this in Bushwick with the elevator train, Myrtle Avenue, it's right. fantastic. That's where uh, Bossa Nova is, uh, and. Uh, I mean, it's loud with the LA train. Yes, you know, yeah. by itself, you know, the M train running twenty-four hours. You, uh, the people that are living there, cannot complain. You know, they cannot ask for too much. Uh, uh, now, so right there, we have a, a sort of sub zone. Uh, well, you seem to put a lot of uh, of emphasis and and weight on having a commercial. Do you think that? Industrial as well. Do you think it's important that we're we're also producing industrial uh, <clears throat> uh, products in the area? I mean, look, when I say commercial, it can be bar, restaurants, it can be industrial, commercial. I mean, yeah. it, it's like there's it's, a it's a M1, you know, yeah. it's a M1. It, so it ends up being it could you know it can be. Uh, 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 it can be shopping too. It can be uh, mm-hmm. uh, somewhat, you know, bug, uh, you know, so some things that people need. Uh, there is, there is some needs, you know, for you know, small makers. You know, even if 
the real estate goes up. Uh, there's still, you know, like s some quality manufacturing that, that can always be needed. Uh, but there is, there is so much space, commercial space, uh, in the, the north, mm -hmm. you know, at, at the east end of the East Williamsburg Berg and the northwest end of uh, Bushwick that, uh, and, and there's storage also, I mean, or warehousing too, is, is something that is you know, always going to be needed. Uh, because we got we got to store food. We have absolutely. We, we need. Now we are on in the drink, and I mean, I, I've I'm so excited to have you on on the show. Just as you know, being a, a restaurateur, being a a, a New Yorker, um, it, it's, it's very exciting. But I do want to ask you about about beverage because that's what the majority of our shows um, are about. So uh, first of all, have you how have you noticed that that people's drinking habits have changed? Over the years, um, from from your point of view, uh, mm. have your drinking habits changed over the well, years? Well, myself, you know, <laughs> being a you know uh, an alcoholic, you know, I've uh, there there was a part of my life uh, when I stopped, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and and went to twelve steps. So you know, I, I know that myself. I you know, I have to. To be aware mm -hmm. of uh, how much I drink, and uh, so I end up, I'm in a period where I'm drinking more, um, and I've started drinking very early because in France uh, you can see that in the family, uh, it's like you and you're at twelve or something. Or oh, probably no, 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 <laughs> eight or nine. Oh, I thought you were going to say no. That's way too early. <laughs> um, I, I can't. I mean. It's very uh, difficult to say. Uh, I mean, for me, I had a strategy in Bushwick uh, is to order the same thing in mm -hmm. all the bars I've been to. Uh, a, a, like a, a Bombay, uh, you know, a high-end gin Bombay and tonic, half the ice. So, and give a good tip. Because so if, you, if you ask a cheaper drink, you can leave only one dollar, but if you are, you know, you pay a drink seven dollars or eight dollars, you you give two dollars. It looks it's good, but not over the top. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, the bartenders remember remember you, and, and then oh yeah, you, yeah, you're the guy with the uh, yeah Bombay and tonic half ice. Yeah. Okay. And, and and how great and how important is it to have uh, to. Something that I, that I I've learned only through working Actually, in the restaurant no. industry is the the importance of uh, of regulars and that special bond that you can have that it's unlike I, when I you know first started I, I was I wanted to try every restaurant and and know everything and taste everything but after working in the restaurant industry for years and getting and bonding with with our regulars I I just want that feeling where where like like you were saying where the the bartender recognizes you. They remember, and you have a, a special uh, little bond. Myself, uh, people think, "Oh, tell us what's you know what is the la last latest restaurant." They've always you know thinking that because uh, I had a restaurant, uh, or now you know like oh, where, where to go in Bushwick, and I'm like, no, I, I go to one restaurant. It pretty much, I mean, I, I, there are three bars. Uh, 
uh, I go to especially. But there's only one restaurant, you know, and I went for 23 years to one restaurant, which was mine. Uh, then in, in Manhattan, uh, I went to a couple of restaurants uh, that, where everybody knew my name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like cheers for me. And at the moment, uh, I go to Mominette. Uh, it's an old friend of mine, uh, one of the uh, owners, and and uh, there's a new friend of mine that I met, uh, who's also a, a younger uh, partner's there, uh, and I love uh, at Bossa Nova everybody. I mean, now I'm the you know I'm the cool cat, the, <laughs> the big you know bouncers are like hey, buddy, <laughs> because. Uh, there's my picture in the New York Times dancing there. Oh, and that picture is just unbridled enthusiasm and happiness. Uh, you got, you guys have to see this in the in the New York Times. Uh, I, I I hope to experience that level of happiness uh, sometime. At my age, when you reach my age, no, any day, <laughs> uh, any time uh, in the near future, I'm hoping to be as happy as you are in that <clears throat> picture. Um, that that that's awesome. <laughs> no, if, if yeah, for, for me, uh, when I was Young and in France, uh, with my parents, we we went to all the the new restaurants of the Nouvelle Cuisine in the uh, mi- in the mid sixties and and a little bit when I moved to New York, I was a little bit interested uh, in the early years. I was here since seventy eight to uh, early eighties, and then it's enough. It's enough. It's too serious. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go to fine dining, and and if it uh, and if it's if it's good dining, uh, and it's not expensive, then it's even more you know harrowing because there's lines and uh, they don't take reservation and this and that and and then then you know you've got to go at six o'clock when they are they open and it's too much uh, too much pressure. I prefer to cook myself. Which is, which I'm I, I'm a mean cook. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I love to cook. Yes. Are you cooking uh, traditional uh, French dishes from Florence? Stuff no, that no, you've come no, up with no, new? no, 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 no. Uh, I I cook uh, freestyle. I mean, when I say freestyle, I go to to the, to the supermarket or to Sea Town, which is a fresh uh, seafood place on Myrtle and Irving uh, or Knickerbocker. Uh, uh, night serving, and, uh, and I, you know, and then, I, uh, yeah, I, I look at the fish, what looks freshest, and then I look at the vegetables. Mm-hmm. It's a bit difficult to find super, but you, you know, the vegetables is difficult to find quality freshness, but. There's always a few things that are really fresh, and then I build my meal from that. Is there no Bushwick Farmers Market yet? Oh yes, yes, yes. There is. Okay. Yeah, they they just finished. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, I love them. Oh yes. Yeah. Echo Station. Echo Station is the, the the organization. They have five farmers market. Oh, finally, there's a farmers market two blocks from my house. Oh, that's right. But this is, you know, as as you know, with the season, right. yeah, we don't have it now. Um, now, and I, I have to ask you. I'm sure this is the most annoying question, but uh, can we expect any? Restaurant or bar or club with your <clears throat> name on it in at the Bushwick. Mom- <laughs> at the moment, you know, the moving is is still not finished because I I'm just moved all the archive to a uh, <clears throat> uh, storage place. Mm-hmm. I've got a big storage space uh, right 
on Metropolitan Avenue, uh, and it's great. So I'm moving things that I have in New Jersey because it's so much uh, archives from the restaurant and, and my art and everything. Uh, the, for me, it's going to be uh, all about uh, opportunity is going to come, and and and, and but. And it will have to be with young people that you know I build a team with because I, you know I, I don't want to stress myself, uh, and I want to find the, <clears throat> yeah the the right partners, uh, and I'm not there yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are the right partners and you're listening, <laughs> get in touch with uh, because I, I know a lot of us would love to uh, would love to see whatever that whatever may become of that whenever it is. Uh huh. No. <laughs> at, at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm just enjoying uh, the neighborhood and, and meeting people and feeling the place and and have the luxury to not uh, have to earn a living right now. So yes. Well. Thank you so much for being on the show, Florent. Well, thank you been, for having it, me. This yeah. has been such a pleasure. Uh, hopefully, we can have you back um, in uh, whenever you want, actually. But but uh, you know, if you, whenever if you have something that you want to talk about, if there's a project coming out in the, yeah. in the future, would love to uh, would love to have you back at some point. Well, that's that's fun. Yes, I'm sure I will have things to talk about. <laughs> I, I have no. <laughs> it's doubt. more difficult to shut me up. I have no doubt, and you know, as someone who works for so many years in in the industry, I, I, I have a ton of questions that that I. Uh, I want to ask you uh, still that we don't have time for on this show. Um, but again, I, I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, for, for your listeners out there, um, I just wanted to have a little programming note um, here at Heritage Radio Network. We are um, finishing up our end of year uh, fundraiser. So thank you so much uh, for your continued support by, uh, by listening to the station if you would like to make a uh, a small or uh, very very large donation, both are are welcome. Uh, please uh, donate today to heritageradionetwork.org, and uh, we appreciate it very much. And thanks so much for listening. This has been in the drink on heritageradionetwork.org. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>